Welcome to Romance Your Tribe Radio with me, Janet Beckers, where every episode focuses on simple action steps you can do this week to grow your business online and bring joy to the work you do. Hello and welcome everybody. Janet Beckers here and I'm very excited to introduce you to my beautiful friend, the best LinkedIn kit for us to learn from, Julie Mason. G'day, Julie. Hi, Janet. How are you? Nice to be here. Yeah, you too. Now, Julie and I were just talking before we, um, before we got on here and you know what? Total transparency. We weren't just talking before we got on here. It was me stuffing up the intro. <laughs> Over and over and over again. Over real. <laughs> and um, but that's as part of that we um, we worked out. You know, it's been eleven years. Yeah, eleven years. We know each other. Yeah, yeah. and um, that's you know that's you know, like dog years in inter- in internet marketing. So you know that's like yeah, times up by seven. So it's been a long time that we've been part of each other's world. And the whole time that I've been doing, you know, in this world is Julie's just always been this beautiful constant when it comes to really strategically using uh, social media and especially on using LinkedIn. Just Mm. always has a very beautiful, methodical, calm, you know, this is what's important. None of this rah, 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 let's be an influencer type thing. Just very, you know, you're in it here for your business. Let's meet your objective. Here is the path. That's one thing I've, I've always noticed about you, Julie. You're always very clear on what's the path to the outcome. Thank you. I, I, I think it's, I, I focus on strategy mm. uh, rather than tactics. And, yeah. uh, and that's the difference. A lot of people will sell the tactics of using different social media platforms and, and what you should be doing and, and they go for the bright, shiny object syndrome that you and mm. I know so well. <laughs> and, um, and for me, I'm always looking beyond that at the higher level of what's your strategy, what do you want to achieve, first of all? Mm. And let's see if LinkedIn's a good fit for that. Yeah, and I think that's why we've always stayed connected because once you, I mean, it was 11 years ago we met and we both already had been in business and been in online business for a few years before that as well. So over that time you've got to see all the trends, all the tactics, and you know it's the people who focus on strategy and helping people with strategy are the ones that last. Yes, um, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> why we're still here. <laughs> that's right, no fly-by notice here. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to focus on today is, um, Julie was, Julie's got such an amazing wealth of knowledge on LinkedIn that we thought what we would focus on is really who needs to be using it. And then we're really going to look in, once we've worked out who needs to be using it, we're going to start with the objectives and then we're going to look at what can you do if you've only got, you know, a few minutes a day or just a couple of hours Per week, like where do you get the best bang for your buck? So that's our focus for the day. So get ready to take notes because this is all going to be where do you get the best results for the least amount of time that's being put in? With love it, yeah. Let's rock. Let's do it. (laughs) So Julie, with when it comes to being out there, like I, I always recommend to everybody, you've got to claim your space. So you've got to make sure that on all of the social media platforms, you've got your profile set up. So you've got to be on LinkedIn, LinkedIn Facebook, uh, Instagram, 
YouTube, all of those different places, like claim your space so nobody else can move in on your territory. But then, you know, it's, it's really difficult if you try to spread yourself too thin and try to be like really mastering every single one of those platforms on a regular basis for part of your business. It's just too thin. It's so, exhausting too, Janet. It's oh, exhausting, you know, yeah. to try and do that. And, and I can say this hand on heart because, you know, my business, as you know, before was the social media princess. I used to teach all of these social media platforms. Mm. Just trying to keep up with them was exhausting. I'd be up at one o'clock in the morning trying to figure out what the latest Pinterest strategy was and right. changed on Facebook algorithms. And, and it was just exhausting. So I do agree with you. Find the platforms where your tribe are hanging out. Yeah. Your ideal target market are there in, you know, abundance and focus on that. Yeah. Mm. Much yeah. better. Yeah. So when faster when you master that one, then maybe add a different one on that, that they're hanging out as a secondary. But really look at your prioritization. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And that's okay. Yeah. So yeah. If, we, if we take that into consideration, like who, who really should be making LinkedIn their number one? Mm. Like who's going to get the best results on LinkedIn much more than they are on other social media platforms? Well, um, I think, first of all, let's just look at the psychology of the users on LinkedIn to start with. So, okay. okay, because that really speaks to who goes on there first and foremost. So when we look at people who are on Facebook, for example, um, and, and, you know, there's like two point something billion people in the world on Facebook, they predominantly, the psychology of the users on Facebook is to be social first and foremost. They're there to find out what their friends and their connections are doing, their family, to stay in touch with their social circle, essentially. And business is secondary on there. They follow pages, yes, but they don't want that to overwhelm their newsfeed, which is why Mark Zuckerberg came out in January last year and said if Facebook Zero was being announced with company pages, you get less traction. If you want to get traction, you've got to pay to play, right? Yeah. So, so Mark itself has said, Mark himself has said that, People are there to be social. They don't want that social feed to be interrupted too much by business. So you've got to be really mindful of the psychology when you use Facebook. When we look at LinkedIn, LinkedIn is the business social platform. I, I really call it more a business tool than a social platform per se. Right. But it's it's your business network. It's like your um, it's like where you go to a, a business meeting every week, you know, and you're meeting people and you're getting to know them and you're exchanging connection details, etc. You're there to with a business mindset. You're looking for industry insights. You're looking for people who could help you solve a problem in business. You're looking for content that might be able to, you know, um, give you some ideas of what to do next. All of that is very much in the business mindset. And social is nearly non-existent in the terms of I'm going to share what I have for lunch or I'm going to share where my holiday pictures or anything like that. That's nearly non-existent on LinkedIn. Right. That's really Facebook, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a great distinction. the psychology of it, mm. really important, you know. Um, and so the people who should be on LinkedIn, I mean, viably using LinkedIn as a strategy 
are the ones if your your target audience, if your ideal target market is a business owner or um, or in business or even in the corporate market, they might be executives or let's say for example, I was talking to a limo driver yesterday and he said, can you help me with a strategy on LinkedIn? I said, absolutely. And we worked out, you know, he wants to really target executives that do a lot of travel. And so, okay, so do you really want the executives? Are the CEOs booking this or are there EAs, their executive assistants booking it? Because that determines who we connect with, who we target, right. what content we're going to send out to them. You know, so we need to be mindful of that strategy that starts with who is your ideal target market. So if it's in that business arena, then LinkedIn is something you really want to consider. That is good advice. And I'm just, my mind is sort of thinking here as well, because um, I find, well, for my target market, a lot of them are not necessarily going on LinkedIn. They're, they may be solopreneurs and they work with individuals. So they're not necessarily, um, they're using LinkedIn, but not as much. But... The podcast that just went out, um, a, well, a few weeks ago from the time yeah. that we're, we're publishing this one, uh, was an interview with Randall Dobbins around how do you get corporate contracts? Ah. How do you be prepared? How is your business prepared to get those big contracts? Yeah. Of course, my mind has been buzzing since then around not just corporate contracts that I serve, but for my clients. I've got certain clients that I know have perfectly suited those contracts. I may not have even thought mm. about that. So that's one thing that we might discuss when it comes. Yeah. You may not have originally, um, you know, seen that as your target market. But if you can have the possibility of corporate contracts, we might have a Absolutely. look at some of those as an. I was, I was talking with a guy in Victoria yesterday who does. I have to say, he has the coolest business. Really cool. He, he does land clearing, but environmentally friendly land clearing. So in right. bulldozing off the top layer of the topsoil and taking everything and it's like slash and burn, his comes in and just kind of clears it without disturbing the topsoil level, which is amazing stuff, right? Right. And so you wouldn't think that a land clear, like a, a guy who's in a machine all day is going to use LinkedIn, would you? But he's no. government contracts and fire contracts for doing fire breaks along the highway and things like that that are really important but they generally get tended out and so he needs to start building up um, con connections with council uh, you know employees that work in those different departments he needs to build you know uh, relationships with the fire the cf um, the cfa the county fire Country Fire Association, I think is what it's called. Uh, he needs to build all of those connections and they're all on LinkedIn. And here's the interesting right. thing, particularly with the councils and the government, they might be on LinkedIn not necessarily to find people like him. They're on LinkedIn to have their profile there so they can get headhunted for another job or for career advancement. But for you as a business owner in his position, for example, he can track them down because they're on LinkedIn trying to get a job you know, improvement, yes. find them and connect with them because they're putting their whole resume on there. Oh, that is interesting. So what we might do is let's have a look at a few <laughs> of the outcomes. We'll look at, um, you know, who 
who are they, they trying to connect with? And then we might, once we've got a, a few ideas on those, then let's sort of dig down a little bit deeper on, okay, how do you connect in a way that's going to be time efficient for you? Yeah. Um, but let's, well, let's, let's do that so that we stay sort of focused on what we're going to do. So <laughs> if we've got that number one of, okay, you're in a business that may not necessarily have always had corporate contracts, but you're thinking, you know what, I can put this together and actually create something that will be really valuable for corporate. So I guess the one thing that you said there, which was really, really clear, and because I talked about Randall's uh, podcast that was to do with corporate contracts, one of the big things was most people, when they're a business that's trying to go into corporate, they don't understand how the buying decisions are made. So you gave a great example there, Julie, that, yeah, it might be the CEO who's in the back of that limo, but that is not the person That's right. is ordering it. So you need to know who is the person and what is the position of yeah. actually going to make the decision or at least right. make the decision to the person who'll, who'll kick it off. Um, so is there a way that you can sort of discover that through LinkedIn or would that be a matter of you starting to have those conversations to work out? Yeah, it's, look, it's a, you really need to know who your ideal target market is. And, and, um, and I, I actually am so passionate about this. I wrote a 10-page a PDF that has a full, you know, um, template of how to create your ideal client avatar that is specifically for B2B clients. Because right. most avatars are really just um, more B2C. They're a bit wishy-washy, whereas this one's very detailed and focuses on doing LinkedIn research. So if people would like that, it's free to download. They can go to my website and grab it. We, you right. Notes or something, Janet, that would be fine. Yeah, let's do that. Um, but, um, but essentially, it's really knowing who you are targeting and, um, and what you and I've known for years, what are their fears, wants, needs and frustrations? But I show you how to research that using LinkedIn as well. Oh, that's brilliant. That document. So there's, there's quite a few tips there on how to find out this stuff on LinkedIn and elsewhere for that matter, but predominantly on LinkedIn because if you don't know who it is that you're targeting, so for example, I, know I want to make this really clear to everyone listening because uh, there might be a lot of people who are on here that, their target market are actually on LinkedIn, but they've got the word corporate now stuck in their mind because we've used it a few times. Yeah. And they kind of think that LinkedIn is just corporate. I'm here to tell you there it, it's so much more than that, everybody. There is a vibrant health and wellness industry on LinkedIn. There's a vibrant nice. construction industry on LinkedIn. There's a vibrant, you know, a, a, a whole range. There's, there's so much availability on LinkedIn. It's not funny. And if you haven't, you know, found it, you're not looking hard enough, essentially, is what I'm saying. So, mm -hmm. so I'd like to just kind of clarify, you don't just have to go for corporate. There is a, a huge number of Australian small businesses, actually small businesses around the world on LinkedIn as well. That could be your target market. So let's say, for example, I want to give another example. Yeah, that'd be great. So that we can help people who are listening here mm. understand that this may be for them, even though they're not looking for corporate contracts. Is yeah, yep, absolutely. So for example, um, I'll, I'll give you a really out-of-the-box example, right? And I'll give you a couple of others that are a bit more in the box. So we'll use some case studies. 
you and I have a dear friend, Julie Lewin, who we mentioned when we were chatting earlier. And um, Julie Lewin is so far outside of the box of, you know, uh, I call it, we have a joke about this between us, so I'm allowed to say this with Julie. She, she gives me permission. She's so far on the fringes of alternate medicine, the oxygen's thin out there, right? right. She's a person being a medical intuitive. And she said to me years ago, she said, Julie, I'm a medical intuitive. How on earth would LinkedIn help me? And I said, well, let's give it a shot, shall we? And so we, we um, zhooshed up her profile. We got her value propositioning statement on her profile, really shining beautifully. And literally within 24 hours, she got approached by two radio stations to do a radio show with them through LinkedIn. Right. Right. So then it can also be coming towards you as well as you searching for things on LinkedIn as well. That's one example that you don't necessarily have to be in corporate or searching for corporate to get results coming through. Does it make sense? So in that case, the outcome was the outcome that you would have been really, you know, making everything focused around when you, what was it? You would you be thinking, okay, the outcome we're looking for here is we want um, PR, we want media. Yeah, we wanted to increase um, her branding, her, her uh, ability to, you know, be seen by her target market. I mean, it was just fortuitous that, you know, we made those changes on her profile and literally the people who were looking for her qualities in radio were we're out there searching for that mm. and um and your profile is incredibly searchable on linkedin but not only that just keep in mind as a side note google and linkedin have a big love fest going on google sees linkedin as a very trusted website so your personal linkedin profile actually ranks very high when people search Google for your name or for your business. Right, yeah. And it can sometimes even rank higher than your website. So making sure your profile is really singing the right tune is so important in first impressions, right? So um, so for Julie, she not only was able to, you know, um, I think she ended up signing up with CBS Radio with a listening audience of 1.8 million and did that radio show from her home in Warwick for about nine months, um, which was great, right? Great exposure for her. Yeah. Um, but, but not only that, let's, let's come back to um, a person who was a coach here in Brisbane. So a lovely gentleman by the name of John came to me uh, about two years ago and, and he was really feeling this pinch because the coaching industry has boomed, as you and I both know, right? It's just booming and, and it's not, it's like, Every time you go to a street corner, you can't swing a cat without hitting three or four coaches, right? That yes. <laughs> All with identical branding. I, and I know. Yeah. <laughs> so John came to me and he said, look, you know, my referrals that I used to get a lot of that, that you really fueled my business has sort of started to become a dribble. He right. said, and somebody pointed me to you for LinkedIn. He said, can you help me? And I said, sure, no problems at all. And so we started him on a specific strategy, which I call the influencer strategy, and not because of to be an influencer, but to influence through your content to create brand recognition. So I'll just define what I mean by influencer strategy in that word. Yeah. So we created a content strategy for him to really show his thought leadership 
to become top of mind presence for everybody. And literally in 45 days, he got a $24,000 client comes through LinkedIn. Brilliant. So, um, so it, it's not necessarily instantaneous. And I, I encourage people to go, don't think of this as a, as a get rich or a, a magic pill or a, or a fast acting solution. Because everything that we do here is about building trust and generally speaking, building relationships, right? Mm. And that takes time. You, you can't expect to walk down the street and ask somebody to marry you and get a yes. You'll probably get laughed at or slapped, yeah. or whatever the case may be. And, and so you shouldn't expect to connect with people on LinkedIn and immediately hit them up and ask them to, you know, sign yeah. up to your services. You have to build trust. You have to build that relationship and get to know them for goodness sake and it's not hard to do i teach you how to do that really elegantly and easily so that it's not slimy or salesy or pitchy or anything like that that it's elegant and easy for both parties to do excellent so i wonder if if now are there any other outcomes that we should people should be aware of before we start talking about well how do you build those relationships and find those people in the most efficient way? Well, LinkedIn can give you some great outcomes from positioning you as a thought leader through your content to driving traffic through to your website to filling your diary with strategy calls or, or sales leads through to, um, through to getting you know radio stations contacting you to actually becoming a guest on podcasts if that's what you want to do. There's so, or even if you run a podcast like you do, Janet, finding great speakers to invite onto your podcast. Yeah. Right. So there is just, there is just such a wealth of opportunity on there. Um, It's, it's unbelievable. And we're just not tapping into anywhere near as much of it as we could. Oh, you've really got me thinking about getting back over there because I know mine's incredibly out of date because it's just hasn't been the top of my priority, even though we do post content over there. Um, as part of our regular scheme and it gets interaction. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so I love, I love that. So, and, you know, and it's interesting you were talking about getting, um, you know, invitations to be a guest on other people's podcasts because that's one of the strategies that I work with with my VIP clients is, okay, for you in particular, we need to get you so that you're in front of as many audiences because you are great when you start communicating and you can teach. Let's get you in front of other people's audiences, but you know there is that whole process of how do you get on the on the process you work through with people. But the that LinkedIn of actually that's where you're probably going to find some of those people who've got the podcasts will be looking. So just just to give people here an example, because um, I am active on LinkedIn and not necessarily always content. I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff on LinkedIn, like private messaging with people where a lot of my business is actually generated, the content helps, but it's the behind the scenes stuff that really is where the leads turn into sales, if that makes right. sense. But just for being active on LinkedIn, I've had the opportunity of speaking on radio in New Zealand, all across Australia. I've been on podcasts all over the, all over the world. I've, um, I've been live streamed into a, into a school stadium in Jamaica of all places and spoken um, alongside, virtually, alongside the, the Minister of Tourism for Jamaica. Oh, how cool. 
And all of this just gives you the opportunity to get your brand out there to, to make an impact, which I think is what yeah. your tribe are looking to do, right? Yeah, yeah. People, people who are listening here, I mean, like, of course, you know, they want to make an impact. They want to make a difference, and they, but they also want to make some money. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I love it. So, okay, so now let's look then at if you've only got a limited amount of time, like, if you want to, you've, you've talked a few times around make connections, make relationships, and that that's where the money was coming from or the contacts were coming from, the opportunities were coming from, as much as the content. So if you were say, if somebody came to you and said, look, I reckon I may be able to spend a few hours just to set things up properly, yeah. but then really realistically, I only have a short amount of time per week. What would be your recommendations? Okay, well, first of all, get your foundations of a profile really working well. And Janet, can we give them some really good tips just to write their about section on LinkedIn? Is that yeah, that'd be great. Learn how to write it so that they, because what happens is when they reach out to connect to somebody, that person that they've reached out to connect to is going to come back to their profile and go, who is this person? Mm. What are they all about? And if your profile's not written well, you're missing the opportunity is going to slide by. Does it make sense? So you yeah. want to make that great first impression. So so a, a great photo on your profile, guys, head and shoulders, really good quality photos, ideal, that actually increases your profile views and connection requests, believe it or not. Right. Because it builds trust. People yeah. want to know who they're connecting to. They want a face to put a name to, right? Yeah. A good headline is not your title, by the way. A good headline that sits under your name on LinkedIn is what you do to help people. So what's your what's the outcome they can expect if they work with you, for example? And the about section, which is previously known as the summary, LinkedIn have recently changed the terminology and it's now called the about section. I want to give you guys quickly the formula of how to write that. Great. It's 2,000 characters that you've got to do that to do that summary, and and most people screw it up. I'm sorry, but they just do. They yeah. Just screw it up. So let's get you guys on Romance Your Tribe Radio doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And we want to see your profiles too, everybody. Absolutely. Connect with us, okay? Yeah. I on on LinkedIn would love that. But um, the summary needs to be broken down into about five or six paragraphs. And I'm going to go exactly what those paragraphs are so you can write this really easily. So the first paragraph is the identify paragraph. Identify the biggest problem that you solve for your ideal client. Okay. So what's the problem that they are presenting with? Okay. Yep. Second paragraph is what's it costing them to have that problem? So not only what's it costing them to have it financially, but what is it costing them to have it emotionally, physically, even spiritually, like their peace of mind, their sense of calm, for example. Mm -hmm. What's it costing them to have that problem? Because most of us are quite apathetic and we might go, yeah, that's the problem I have. But unless we hold the mirror up to them and say, this is what that problem's costing you, honey. Do you want to take some action on it or not? Right? Yeah. need to kind of light a fire underneath them and go, hey, this is it. Is this is this resonating with you? And you'll go because I mean we do this when we when we Google search our medical conditions. Oh yeah, I've got that symptom. Oh yeah, I've got that symptom. Right? Yeah. What are the symptoms they're presenting with? What is it costing them essentially? Third paragraph is we can't leave them in hell, so we need to move them out of there. What's the solution to the problem? 
And you can put some industry statistics in that, for example, to verify that that's, you know, um, that's the result or that's the solution. And that could make way nicely into what's the proof that that solution actually works, right? Um, the fifth paragraph should be your credibility paragraph. It's the only paragraph where you should really be talking about you. I know nice. this is your profile, guys, but you need to write it as if your ideal client, your ideal client is going to read this. So write it about them and they'll resonate with you because they don't care about I you. Love it. They care about how do you help them, right? Yeah. So credibility, why should they trust you to deliver this solution over anybody else? What's your experience or what's your passion or, you know, what results do you get for your clients? Anything along those lines in your credibility paragraph. And then finally, and the most important part, your call to action paragraph. Be very specific. What is the next step to do business with you? Mm. Right? And here's a tip, guys. I really want to make this clear. Do not ask them to email you or message you. It is the lowest form of converting call to action known to man. And here's why. People don't know what to say. So they don't. Right. So if you want them to, you know, have a 30-minute free consultation with you, tell them to pick up the phone and you'll be happy to have a 30-minute free chat to answer all their questions and give them clarity and let them leave the call feeling energized and reinvigorated and back on track with what they're doing, right? Um, or you could do a, a send them to a, a website where they can opt in for a free download or a free video right. or whatever it might be, but be very specific and tell them quite step-by-step step exactly what they can expect, okay? So mm. something like to simply book in a 30-minute free consultation with Janet, go to romanceyourtribe.com, you know, whatever. Do you get where I'm going? Yeah, yeah, I love it. With you very shortly, right? So let them know that you're going to be speaking to them very shortly, yeah? Yeah. So I love it. That, that is so beautifully clear, Julie. And really what you've done there is like a mini sales letter. Yeah, it is. It's walking them through that sort of mindset that people need to be able to go through. So I love it. But you're doing it in 2,000 characters, guys. Not 2,000 words, 2,000 characters. Mm. Be, be short with your paragraphs and sentences and, and, you know, make sure that you're really getting to that point that's going to resonate with your ideal target. Think about putting yourself in their shoes and, and walking in their shoes for a minute. What are they feeling? Where are they going? What's really struggling with? What's keeping them up at night? All of that. That goes into, you know, the emotion drivers in that summary in the about section that that's now called yeah yeah love it profile sorted then start connecting with people because when they come back they're going to go oh that's exactly what i need right yeah so you now resonate with them far better than you would if you just kind of started connecting without really thinking about your strategy first right yeah 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 now yeah. that makes it's, it's all in, you know, logical steps of what we're doing here. So mm. my advice is to, when you're connecting, LinkedIn has this phenomenal search box that, um, that will, with just a few keyword strokes, will open up a treasure trove of opportunity for you simply by, you know, having a look, right? Mm. So let's say your ideal target market was accountants that you have, a software that will save them 20% of their time on data entry or whatever it might be, right? Or it might be a, a way for them to generate more leads in their business, whatever it is that you're doing. Let's just say accountants are our target market. So you'd search for accountants, 
select the location of the accountants that you want to work with. So if you're located in Melbourne, search Melbourne. If you're in Brisbane, search Brisbane. If you're in New York, search New York, for goodness sake. I know a, a colleague in the States, all he does is write LinkedIn profiles for accountants. Nothing else. That's it. LinkedIn profiles for accountants. He is book solid for days on it. Right? It would be boring as anything for me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it would be cookie cutter by the end of it. I'm sure it would be, yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's all he does. He's run a business very successfully on that for many years, right? Um, and still can because there's like how many thousands and thousands and thousands of accountants are out there? Yeah. Yeah? So that's all you do. There's a good niche for it, right? So essentially, um, you really know who your target market is. Search for them on LinkedIn and then narrow down your, your search parameters to your location or industry or whatever it is. And you've got all those search parameters on LinkedIn to do that. Once you find them, the secret here is to connect with a personal note. Always use a personal note on connection because the thing that's going through the person who's receiving that invite is... Who is this random person and why are they reaching out to connect with me? People are still quite nervous about connecting with strangers on the internet. We still have that stranger danger in our head. And so even online, they're like, oh, I'm not really sure, delete. So if you had a personal message and all you guys need to do on the personal message front when you're sending a connection is not to sell them at that point because that's just too early in that conversation and yeah, way too early in the relationship. All you need to do is simply say, hey, I saw your profile on LinkedIn. I, I love what you do. It looks like there could be some great synergy between us and I'd look forward to getting to know you further through LinkedIn. Cheers, Julie. That's it. That's it. That's, I'll tell you what, that is such a relief to hear that. I mean, you know, I really want people to just really take that one on because when I use LinkedIn, like I'll go in there maybe once a week and it's when we've posted our videos and I'll go in and just, you know, keep an eye on things. And, you know, there's always these requests and I'm just one of these people of, yeah, 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 whatever. You can all, you can all be my friend. Yep. You can all be my friend. Um, and then, you know, most people don't leave a message, but the people who do leave a message, it would be 95% is well how interesting would you know would you like to know how i can help you to make or would you like to come to my workshop would you like to hop on the phone um would you like me to try to sell you the service that you actually provide to other people you i know, had this exact conversation yesterday janet with one of my members in my program and she said julie i've been following your strategy and every time i reach out to connect they sell me straight back how do i deal with that so yes. can I share with you my answer to her oh, and what that, how to deal with that? Yeah. Because I, I, I've been in sales, as you know, for 25 years, 15 years in door-to-door -door cold calling. I can pivot things really well, right? So here was my answer to her. I, I simply said, thank you so much for that kind offer. I'm not interested just at the moment, but please let me know if there's anything I can do to help you. Right. Right. Yeah. Or you could do it, you could even take it to another level. So I get hit up a lot by people who are in multi-level marketing. Now, yeah. I started my sales career in multi-level marketing. It was foundational for me. And I, I, I love seeing people get into that industry, right? But I'm not wanting to do it anymore myself. And that's okay. Yeah. Here's what I say to people who are trying to sign me up for, you know, whatever multi-level marketing program they're in at the moment. 
Yeah. I simply say thank you so much for that kind offer. I can see you're really passionate about your new business and I wish you the greatest of success. It's just not for me at the moment, but keep me informed for the products that you've got because I'll probably be a customer, but not a recruit. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You're so kind to everybody, Julie. <laughs> You're so kind. Well, it's, it's a karma, Janet. It's what goes around comes back to you. Really. Yeah. Like I've learned that. <laughs> yeah. That's really great strategies. So if you've got, okay, so if you've done your research and you identify, so for example, if we go back to the um, well, limo driver, because that's such a nice simple. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, okay. Here he is. He's got somebody who is an executive assistant yeah. that's connected. So he's gone, awesome. So this is the person that I want to make sure that I connect with. What's going to be the best way? Is it going to be through messaging? Is it going to be through groups, through going on their profile? Just what, what's oh, the best? Great question. So essentially if he's identified the executive assistant, for example, of that CEO or the CEO as well, because it was quite interesting. He said to me, more CEOs are taking that on because right. they, they want to build a relationship with the drivers, which is quite interesting. Um, and I said, well, that's great. That's fine. You can do that too. But don't be afraid to connect with both in this case. It's what I call circle the wagons, right? Yeah. It gives you two bites of the cherry. Yeah. So it, once, that, once he reaches out to connect and say, hey, I noticed your profile and, and there could be some good synergy, thought I'd reach out and, and let's just see how it goes, you know, for example, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, but keep it really light. You're not there to sell on that connection invitation, right? You're there yeah. just simply simply to get them to accept your invitation to connect. Because once they accept, then you can start to really build that relationship with the messaging and the top of mind presence with content being streamed out, etc. Right. And here's the thing. I don't want that limo drive to immediately go out and then once that CEO has accepted him or the, or the executive assistant in this case, let's use the executive assistant, to immediately, hey, listen, if you need a limo driver, I can help you. You don't want to do that because it's right. too early, right? Yeah. So what you might want to do is instead you would, once she's accepted or he's accepted, you private message them. And I always use a LinkedIn article. This is where LinkedIn articles, which are the blog posts on your profile of LinkedIn, not the news feed posts. They're something okay. But a LinkedIn article is kind of your thought leadership area, right? Yeah, brilliant. LinkedIn articles then to add value because here's the other thing to note. When people connect with you on LinkedIn, they don't want to leave that platform to go to your website for a blog post. They're not ready to click on an unknown URL at this point and you're still, let's face it, unknown. Yeah, yeah. The platform to keep them on LinkedIn by using a LinkedIn article that might be, five things you should think of before booking a limo driver, right? And do an article on here's five things to consider before you book your next limo. Excellent. Right? And yeah. then at the bottom of the article, you can have a gentle call to action. Say if you'd like to, you know, talk to me about having a regular booking service and some offers that we've got available at the moment for ongoing customers, please hit me up with my phone number or whatever the, the, the you know, point of direction is, the call yeah. to action. And then what you would do is you would say to that EA or the CEO, once they've connected, simply say, thanks so much for connecting. I, I can see that you're in an executive position or an executive role and you may potentially from time to time need a limo. 
I wrote this article recently on five tips to save on, you know, booking your limo driver or things to consider when booking a limo driver. I hope you find it really useful. Look forward to your thoughts. Cheers. And send them the article. Excellent. Right? Now, the article will have a small call to action in it. Some will read it. Some won't. That's okay. Mm. But you're adding value, right? It's yeah. About adding value into there and it's what I call the emotional bank balance when we when we connect with somebody it's like opening a bank balance at that point of connection you have a zero deposit if I ask something of you at that point I'm going to go into overdraw yeah but if I yep. give something of value I'm going to put a deposit into that emotional bank balance and then I might be able to ask for an you know a, a withdrawal or a call to action does it make sense oh look you know this is making me smile if i'm getting a funny smile on my face it's because this is exactly the same language i used with my children as teenagers <laughs> except it was called the trust bank account right it was right okay you didn't come home until three hours past the time you said you were going to yeah. um and well, the trust, I love the trust bank account analogy, right? Yeah, you just you're you're in negative, okay? You gotta build up that trust before you can ask for that big, you know. Yeah. And I stay overnight somewhere, you know, as an example. Yeah. yeah so well, I'm just thinking. We haven't left here. Oh, what is perfect preparation? We still for need you. to do the trust. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Any yeah. I love it. That works really, really well. And, you know, it also fits in very well with the analogy I often use of, which is why, you know, I call romance your tribe, is, you know, just because you flirted and you, they may have, you might have invited them back to your place, which might be your profile, don't just assume that you're on a winner. Like, you know, oh, yes. you're still going to have to do some, you know, you're going to have to, um, you know, do some courting. Yeah. And you're going to have to have some romance before you yeah. start discussing how many kids you're going to have. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, and you don't just stop at one message. You, we teach my clients a whole message sequencing for this on LinkedIn. That is brilliant. And there's a formula for that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah we are so on the same page, girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That is, this is why I really wanted to bring you along, Julie. One, because you're very strategic at doing this. You've been helping clients for years. But also, I really never want people to go, okay, I've got this guaranteed formula that, you know, I do can buy it for $5,000 because it's going to be guaranteed that within 10 days I will have, you know, made these many sales. Because it's, it's very full on. It's really, really kind of um, and a very aggressive marketing, which can be okay for a short-term goal, but yeah, you can end up damaging It's a churn and burn version, isn't it? Yeah. You and I both know that. You can yeah. definitely get some numbers through, but you'll churn and burn a lot of people in the process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, we're all here for the long haul. Yeah, and this is LinkedIn is a marathon, guys, not a sprint. Yeah. You know, this is something that I, having said that, I've had clients that within two days have gotten a $75,000 contract through LinkedIn. Right. Um, and I've had people who, like John, I mentioned earlier, who've taken 45 days. And it just depends on your strategy and what your outcomes are that you want to achieve. And it all comes back to strategy, you know. Yeah. What is it that you want to achieve on LinkedIn? Tie the strategy to that or create the strategy for that. Then apply the tactics, but not the other way around. Yeah. Right? I love it. That, that is a really nice note for us to end on, I think. Sounds good. Um, 
so, Julie, for people who who are listening, uh, I always like to end, end with like, what is one thing that people can do this week? But if they do that, it's going to start moving them forward to get some results with LinkedIn. So what would be the number one thing that people should focus on this week? Review your profile. Make sure that you've zhooshed that profile up. Follow that formula that I gave you because everything swings off the profile. And if it's not, uh, if it's not you know, um, serving your clients or your prospects, it's not serving you. Yeah, I love it. That is a great one. And you know, what I recommend that everybody does here is go over to LinkedIn and connect with Julie. Because hey, if you want to see a great example of a zhooshed um, about <laughs> me profile, you know, you're going to see that there with Julie. So that will be a great example. So you can see best practice and you get to connect with somebody. I'd love to connect with you. <laughs> knows her stuff. Um, and well, hey, come and connect with me too. And you can see that I have not updated mine for a long time. It may have changed by the time that this <laughs> goes live. So that would be good. It was a while ago. It's what, seven years ago you came to my LinkedIn workshop? It was a long time a ago. A long time I, ago. I don't think I've, I may have updated it slightly since then, but it's <laughs> an area that I have really focused on. It hasn't been yeah. my um, number one. But interestingly, um, what I have found is when I have put my profile on there, I can remember getting a getting a, a message where people in they I was invited to chair a conference on women in business and I've gone how did you find me yeah and it was oh we found you on LinkedIn <laughs> yeah that's right really? that's exactly right yeah so um, um, have a look at some of my articles on my LinkedIn profile as well guys because there's some absolute gold in there mm. um, some really good tips one in particular We've talked about how to, you know, how to send an invitation to connect, but there's a, another article on there that is pure lead generating gold on how to accept an invitation and convert that into a lead. Excellent. On the exact wording and the script to use. Oh, I love it. And don't you love Julie? Like, have you just noticed, like Julie has mentioned this awesome opt-in that we will get over on her website, which is really going to help you to get super clear on who you want to be targeting. Yeah, that's on juliemason.com.au. Yep, yeah, so that, I mean, I'm going over there because I know it will be awesome. I know that she's got I have a to really say, great article. That's my best work in, in like, like the last 10 years that, that uh, I see. Right. Yeah, yeah, go, go check it out. Oh, that's good to know. I just, I just love how I love watching um, somebody who is really good at what they're doing at being able to give, 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 like really strategic good content that will let you know if this is the person that you want to go to get more help from. Um, so thank you so much, Julie. I yeah, really enjoyed today. And for everybody that's listening, the best thing that you can do for Julie and I is go out there and do it. Okay. Go and take mm -hmm. some action. Love that. Yeah. Because for us, you know, sure. The reason why I run podcasts is because I absolutely love talking to people like Julie. So for me, it's, I get to you know, hang out with my friends and learn and have great conversations. But the other thing is because I really want you to take action. So mm -hmm. if you just commit every single podcast that you listen to, whether it's mine, whether it's somebody else, to take one action, if you just do that every time you listen to one, your business is just going to continue to grow. So that one action that we've got today I would love it if you would come and let Julie and I know what did you do. 
So that could be in the comments here, or if you're watching this on the blog, it could be by leaving a, a rating um, and a comment on iTunes. I would love if you did that so more people can find us. Say, what did you do? And come over, most importantly, come over to LinkedIn, tell Julie what action you took, and come and tell me what action you took, how much you like Julie. Um, and that will be, will be incredibly grateful if you do that. So thank you, everybody, and thank you so much for your time. Julie, you're a star. My pleasure, Janet. Thanks so much for having me here. I can't wait to, to hear everybody's results. And, uh, you know, happy LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, happy LinkedIn. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. It's Janet here. Thanks for joining me on Romance Your Tribe Radio. Hey, you heard our voices today, but do you want to see what we really look like? You can see the video version of this episode over at romanceyourtribe.com and grab the show notes while you're there. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you show the love and leave an honest review on iTunes or your favorite podcast directory. I'll see you on the next episode.